Hello and welcome. My name is Brad Lieb. I am a former professional hockey player, and this is the Life After Hockey podcast. This is the place where I'll be interviewing former players and exploring their life after hockey journeys, including their successes, challenges, and the causes that they are passionate about. So please join me on the Hockey Podcast Network every Saturday for new episodes and follow me on Twitter at Brad M. Lieb for all my podcast updates. And until then, keep going and enjoy your life. Welcome to New York. The Devil's State of Mind Podcast, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. Now here's your host, Neil Villapiano. Woo! What is going on, Devils fans? It is once again your host, Neil Villapiano, and welcome back to another edition of the Devil's State of Mind Podcast here on the Hockey Podcast Network, the best place to get the most up-to-date news about your New Jersey Devils. As I always say, thank you guys so very much for taking some time out of your busy schedule to check this episode out. I do personally greatly appreciate all the love and support you guys are giving me. It has been absolutely tremendous. We always have a bunch to talk about here on the Devil's State of Mind podcast, and today is certainly no exception. So today, what we're going to be discussing, we're going to have two topics. The first half of the podcast is going to be discussing some ideas about the next potential Devil's outdoor game. There's no news about the Devils being involved in the game. It's just some ideas that I would like to see maybe the NHL consider, and maybe the Devils consider as well, about this team possibly playing in an outdoor game again in the near future. The second half of this episode will be discussing the latest news about the potential start date for the upcoming NHL season. I know we've talked about it the last week or so about you know the possibilities and where we might go, but we've actually gotten some relatively concrete information about where the NHL and NHLPA is discussing when they want to start and, and everything. We've gotten some news actually this morning on Tuesday, December 8th. So you guys listening to this on Thursday, December 10th. So there might have been even more news that came out between when I'm recording this and when you guys listening to this. But I'm telling you, you know, as much of the up-to-date information as I was able to get this morning when I'm recording this. So we have a bunch to get to here today. So without further ado, as I always say, Let's drop the puck. So like I mentioned before, we're going to start by talking about a potential Devils outdoor game in the future. So as most of you already know, know, it's been rumored every now and then that maybe the Devils could be somebody's, you know, opponent 
in an outdoor game down the future. I know that the Carolina Hurricanes were supposed to have an outdoor game this season, but obviously with everything's going on with COVID-19 and many other things, that's just not a possibility this season. But they're going to be moving that game to 2021, and no opponent has been announced, or 2022 to be exact, but no opponent has been announced. So, you know, could the Devils be possibly one of those teams that could that could be that opponent for Carolina? Maybe, but, you know, we'll, we'll see. But I think I could speak for a lot of Devils fans when I would say we would all love to see the Devils in another outdoor game. The team has played in just one outdoor game in its entire history back in 2014 versus the New York Rangers at Yankee Stadium in which the Devils had a 3-1 lead, I believe, after the first period and ended up losing and getting pretty much blown out 7-3. to I actually was at that game with my dad. We were sitting down the first baseline, you know, in, I guess you would say, in the right field stands on the first level. So it was a little bit difficult to see, but still it was a great experience. I still have the tickets. It was really, really awesome to be there, and the experience in general was just phenomenal. And I think any Devils fan and any hockey fan that had the chance to be at that game at Yankee Stadium, you know, it, they would say the same thing. And, yeah, it would have been cool to, to maybe play that game in the old Yankee Stadium, but still, nonetheless, to play it in the Bronx with it snowing for the majority of the game and it being as cold as it was, it was the perfect condition for a hockey game, an outdoor hockey game. And, you know, I've always said that I would love to see the Devils another one where, you know, yes, they were technically the home team in that game, but they were playing in New York. They were playing at Yankee Stadium. You know, there was going to be more Rangers fans than Devils fans there. We all knew this. But, you know, I would like to see them play a game in New Jersey. So I kind of have a couple ideas as to where the Devils could play an outdoor game in New Jersey. I also think that the Devils should have been playing also the New York Islanders in an outdoor game in that same span. Because if you remember, the Rangers played not only the Devils, but I, about a week later, they played the Islanders in an outdoor game at Yankee Stadium as well. I just felt that, you know, to be as fair as possible, all three teams should have been able to play two outdoor games. Because if you're going to have one of the teams play two, you might as well let the other two teams play against one another as well. But, you know, unfortunately, that just wasn't the case at the time. You know, whatever the reasoning behind it is, it doesn't matter anymore. But again, that was just my opinion on it. But when it comes to these outdoor games, there are a couple of questions that you have to answer, you know, and you have to answer them pretty early on because it does take time and planning and, and making sure that the schedules work out and, and so many things. We also obviously have to get back to some form of normalcy of an 82-game season down the stretch. Obviously, no outdoor game is going to be happening this year. We know that about six or seven NHL teams have been and maybe even still right now are looking into possibilities of playing outdoor games to kind of, you know, play this regular season out. Not, you know, for the spectacle of a winter classic or anything like that, but just to actually have a season and maybe also find a way to get some fans to come to the game with it being outdoors. But that is probably unlikely. Um, I do want to give NHL teams credit for trying. I did also hear via pucks and pitchforks, you know, on, on the internet that apparently the Devils were asked to play, you know, outdoors. And they said straight up, no. We know that Governor Murphy pretty much was like, 
No fans are allowed to attend games. You have the New York Giants and the New York Jets who have not had a single fan in any of their games since the start of the season, even though they play, you know, outdoors. And we know that some NFL teams are doing that. But you have to remember that it's not full capacity. It's about 22 to 25% capacity for these teams. And even in some stadiums, they're only letting, you know, family members and close friends. So again, even having those games outdoors, while maybe you're, you know, not, not worrying so much about it's the COVID-19 virus spreading as much, still, you're not going to be able to accomplish what you ultimately want to accomplish. And that is having fans at the game. So, you know, I like the idea. I give teams credit for trying to push the envelope to try to find any way possible to have this season going, but that outdoor, you know, playing about what, 25 to almost 30 games outdoors. That just seems very, very unrealistic, especially when you look at the other factors that go into, you know, how the NHL wants to do this season, you know, with the regional divisions and all those things. So it's a, there's just way too much into it, in my opinion, that would make it, you know, it would make it too difficult to actually have that season uh, or have that type of, you know, idea actually come to fruition. But let's kind of go back to the task at hand here and let's talk about some of the questions that, you know, would need to be answered and my answers to those questions. So the first one is who would be the devil's opponent? Well, that's a good question. You look at the handful of teams and these are the most obvious teams in my opinion. You have the Islanders who, like I mentioned before, would have been nice to see the Devils play the Islanders in 2014 at Yankee Stadium. You have the Flyers who have played in an outdoor game, have played in two actually. Actually, I think they played in three or four at this point. I don't remember exactly, but they played in a couple. So they obviously have that experience. And the Devils and Flyers are rivals. There is no question about that. And it would be a really, really good matchup to have, you know, a rivalry. Then you obviously have the Rangers again. You, you know, it doesn't, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. You know, it doesn't, doesn't hurt to do that. You have the Buffalo Sabres who played in the Winter Classic a couple of years ago at City Field against the Rangers. Even though those two teams are not considered rivals, you know, if you want to make it a somewhat regional type outdoor game, that's a possibility. And then Carolina. Like I mentioned before, the Devils were somewhat rumored as one of those teams that maybe could be the opponent against Carolina in their outdoor game. So maybe that's already in the works. We don't know. But that's just a possibility as well. So let's just keep that in mind. Um, so those are a couple of the teams. Uh, you could also throw in maybe like the Capitals, the Penguins, the Bruins, maybe. I mean, you could throw out a handful of teams that are relatively close. But I would say these five teams, and maybe if you want to cut it down to just three Isles, Flyers, and Rangers, you know, those would be the teams that I, I would expect the NHL to consider to be teams that the Devils would face in an outdoor game. Now, the next question is, where would the outdoor game be played? And I actually have four possible places in New Jersey that would be good. The first one is probably the most obvious one, and that is MetLife Stadium. You know, MetLife Stadium can fit a you know, huge amount, I think something like almost 100,000 fans. I could be totally wrong by that, but they can fit a lot of fans. And yeah, it is in the Meadowlands, but it's a really, really good venue. It's one of the most, you know, state-of-the-art, you know, stadiums in the National Football League at the moment. It's hosted a Super Bowl. It's hosted, you know, playoff games, albeit not many, but still, it's hosted many concerts and, and other things like that. And Hockey is the only sport that they haven't tried at that stadium. So I feel that that would be probably the most logical place 
to go. And, you know, again, if you're playing a team like the Flyers or the Rangers, you could get a good amount of people to, you know, either come out of the Lincoln Tunnel or go down the New Jersey Turnpike or Parkway. And, you know, you're right there. So that's a, that's the first one. Another one is Red Bull Arena, home of the New York Red Bulls of Major League Soccer. You know, that could be interesting. You know, it's a little, it is technically an outdoor arena. It's a little bit tinted, kind of looks like the bird's nest a little bit, you know, in Beijing, just a little bit, not much. I don't know exactly what the capacity of Red Bull Arena is off the top of my head. It could be a little bit difficult because they may just not get enough fans to the NHL's liking. But I think also when you're looking at stadiums, you have to look at that since it is a professional sport stadium. And, I, and it could work. Again, not that difficult of a travel for Devils fans who are, you know, used to traveling to, you know, Newark, you know, via the train or via the path. You know, and same thing can be said for fans of other teams coming, you know, whoever the Devils would play in an outdoor game. Now, here are two stadiums that I think are long shots and maybe, you know, unrealistic, but I'm just going to throw them out there. The first one is SHI Stadium, which is actually home to Rutgers University football team. Uh, again, I don't know the capacity that well. It is home to a team that plays in the Big Ten, one of the top football conferences in college football. It's in New Brunswick, which is really in like what people consider the heart of New Jersey. And, you know, you could get a lot of fans who live up north, and it's a little bit easier of a commute for teams like maybe the Flyers fans to go up the Jersey, you know, Parkway or even the Turnpike, like I mentioned before, to get there. You know, it's in a pretty interesting area. You could get a lot of money into the university, you know, if you work out a deal with them. So that's a possibility. And the last one that I have here is actually Princeton Stadium. This is the oldest of the four stadiums that I'm going to mention. And it's more of a bowl shape. It's a, it's kind of have that classical look. It could really bring out that, you know, old classical theme if you really want to do that. Maybe Rutgers and Princeton Hockey could play an outdoor game there. You know, I think that would be cool in the future if they ever do that. Um, again, I don't think the, the capacity is going to be where the NHL would like. But still, if all other areas fail, that might be a good place to play as well. A little bit closer to the Philly area. So even though Devils fans would have to travel, you know, more to South Jersey, you know, they could still get a good amount of fans. You could get Flyers fans to come and, and everything like that. So I think if you wanted to do a Devils-Flyers, you know, outdoor game, you probably would have to do it either at Princeton Stadium or MetLife and maybe even Red Bull Arena to a lesser extent, you know, because, again, Rutgers Stadium being in New Brunswick is a little bit out of the way, not that much, but, you know, that's always a possibility. So those are a couple of stadiums that the Devils could use to have an outdoor game. And the last question is simply this. Would it be a Winter Classic or Stadium Series game? And I think that's a very good question. To me, I think it would be a Winter Classic if it's either against the Rangers or the Flyers. You already played a Stadium Series game against the Rangers. You might as well do a Winter Classic. The Rangers have played in already two, so you might as well give them a third. Flyers, same thing. You have a really good rivalry that dates back to many years, especially in the playoffs, even more especially in the 2000 Eastern Conference Finals. These two teams have bitter, you know, bitter rivals. They're bitter rivals. You know, the fans don't like each other. The players don't like each other. You know, I think it's a perfect setting for a Winter Classic game. And not to be disrespectful, but I think anybody else that you're playing other than the Rangers or the Flyers, it's probably a stadium series game. There isn't that much of a rivalry between the Rain between the Devils and the Islanders because, you know, quite frankly, they both share a common thing, and that is to hate on the New York Rangers. Um, but I think it, it could still be a winter classic if you wanted to throw it in there. But 
again, I would say mostly that Rangers are flyers for, you know, Winter Classic, anyone else, Stadium Series game. So the next thing we're going to talk about is, you know, and I obviously mentioned this earlier, is some more, I guess you would say, somewhat breaking news that we have gotten over the last 24 hours that the NHL and NHL Players Association are aiming for a January 13th start date. So now we're starting to really get that definitive date. We, I think we all knew by this point that a January 1st date was going to be unrealistic, especially that, you know, we're already on to December 8th and knowing that the NHL is going to need about a month before the start of the season to allow, you know, the seven teams that didn't make the 2014 playoff to have an extra week or so of training camp and then just getting training camp in general to begin, you know, we knew that it was obviously going to have to be pushed back, the start date. And now it looks like that we're, we probably will be starting on January 13th. So this is kind of where I expected. I said, you know, between, you know, the middle – you know, middle of January, late January, maybe even possibly as late as the beginning of February. Now it's seeming like that January 13th is going to be that official date. According to multiple sources, both sides have gotten past the financial hurdles and are pushing forward with other aspects of next season. So now the NHL and NHL's PA seem to not be focused on the money aspect and everything like that right now, but more focusing on things like, you know, COVID-19 protocols, you know, divisions and how the playoffs are going to be, and maybe even discussing, you know, what they might want to do with a new TV deal down the road. And there's just a lot of particulars with that. We also have to remember this, and I mentioned this before, and I'll mention it again. The NHL was the only professional sports league in North America to not have a single positive test during their time while they were playing. The, you know, the two months of playing in that bubble they did not have a single positive test, which was really incredible when you really think about it. So that's something that the NHL and NHLPA are trying to keep in mind and saying, we want to continue to build off of that good reputation by just making sure that, you know, we take every single precaution as possible. And that's really what the NHL is doing here. And so that's why they're kind of waiting to see what happens with, you know, possibly a vaccine. We know that Pfizer's vaccine is going to be distributed actually starting today, December 8th, in the UK. So that's already been beginning. We know that the FDA is going to look to possibly approve the vaccine here in North America, I think more particularly the United States, possibly on Friday. That could very well be delayed. And I think the NHL is kind of waiting to see what happens with that a little bit before they really start you know, jumping into things. As I mentioned before, we know that leagues like the National Basketball Association have already for several weeks had a start date. They're going to be starting on the 22nd of December. And they're actually having preseason games starting, I think, a little a couple days from now. Maybe even the day that you're listening to this, we have our first preseason game. I don't know. But obviously, they're getting ready to start their season. The NHL is still looking to try to finish all the particulars. Now, another thing that is very important is the length of schedule. And right now, the the two sides are looking at either a 52 or 56 game schedule, which I remember I put out a poll this past week talking about to you, the fans, whether you guys thought that it would be a good idea to have, you know, a 52, 56 game season. And also just, you know, would you consider that a legit NHL season? And a lot of you said that you would consider that. I was talking to some of the guys from the Hockey Podcast Network and 
they all really kind of said the same thing, that it would be a legitimate season. It would be very similar to, you know, the amount of games left after the trade deadline. It would be kind of like that. So instead of the season being a marathon, it would certainly be a sprint. And as I mentioned before, that could work in the devil's favor. They could get off to a really good start. And even if they struggle a little bit, they could be right in the playoff hunt. And it is going to be tough, especially if it's going to be regional divisions playing against the likes of the Rangers, Islanders, Capitals, you know, Penguins, Bruins, possibly, you know, teams like that. So that's going to be very interesting to, uh, to see. The sides have communicated daily since this past Thursday on December 12th. So that's a really, really good sign that both sides have been talking as much as they've been talking. And I'm really, really happy that the NHL and NHLPA just got back to trying to figure this out. Because I think at the end of the day, when you look at both sides, they really just want to get something done. They want to get the season going. They don't really want to wait anymore. Some teams are pushing almost a year since they last, you know, got on the ice and played against one another. And they just want to get going. Plus, also, these guys are getting paid. And they want to start getting the money that, you know, they're getting paid to play this sport. So, obviously, there's going to be a lot of pressure to get this going. Another big pressure, obviously, is that owners are continuing to lose money. They're trying everything they possibly can to get this season going so that even if we don't have fans, they can get some money back from TV and other things like that. So, you know, there's a lot on the line here when it comes to, you know, getting a season starting. I remember last week I mentioned to you guys about there were rumors about the possibility of, you know, the NHL maybe even canceling the season. That was never going to happen. Unless something drastic changed and something really got out of hand, the chances of the season actually being canceled and going through another year of no fans and, and even worse, no hockey, would have been detrimental to the NHL. It would have put back the NHL for several years, especially financially. It, it would have really been a disaster if that was the case. But the NHL and NHLPA are hoping to finalize and announce their plan by the end of this week. So like I mentioned before, for all we know, you guys are listening to this on Thursday, December 10th. They might have already announced it by then, you know, what the plan's going to be. You know, but as of right now, on the 8th, there hasn't been a plan that has been officially announced. But it seems like to me that by the end of this week, we should get a lot of clarity and really understand, you know, how this NHL season is going to take shape. Now, with this plan, here are some of the things that it will include. Temporary division realignment, which is, like we mentioned before, an all-Canadian division, which seems almost, you know, you know, it just seems like it's going to happen, basically. Then you have regional divisions, like I mentioned, you know, last week, you know, the Devils playing in the division with the likes of, you know, all three New York teams, the Flyers, the, the Penguins, I believe, I think also the Bruins as well. So it would be a very, very tough division for them. Scheduling. I did hear the possibility that the NHL could do what the American Hockey League does where, you know, teams just go to an arena and they play two or three games in a week and they kind of do it that way so they're not traveling as much. That could be a very good possibility. That might actually not be a bad idea to, to do, to try to eliminate as much traveling and as much exposure as possible. And also, and the most obvious one, is COVID-19 protocols. And that's where all these other things come into play. Every single thing that the NHL does is going to be based off of their own COVID-19 protocols. They want to see what's going on. Right now, things are really tough with the fact that cases are spiking up virtually every single place in North America. We know that in Alberta, 
you know, especially in, you know, Edmonton and places where they're having the World Junior Championships, cases are spiking up. Players are getting COVID. So that's a little bit, you know, of a, of a nerve-wracking situation to be in right now. There are places here in the United States that are, you know, their cases are skyrocketing. So there's a lot of particulars with that. We also have teams like, you know, you look at San Jose and some of the teams that play in California because of the new restrictions, they might not be able to play in their state right away. They may have to go to some place like Arizona to play their games just because they're not allowed to play in their own home state. So there's difficulties with that as well. So there's going to be a lot of protocols that come with this. I think they're going to be more strict than they were, you know, during the bubble. Because again, all the teams were in two bubbles, one in Toronto, one in Edmonton, and that was pretty much it. And that was a huge sacrifice as well. I remember reading so many articles from players saying it was just so difficult to be that, you know, be away from their family for that long. And if you're going to try to have a big bubble like this again for maybe five or six months, that's going to be even worse. So I think the NHL is trying to be as sensitive as possible to this and trying to find a way where they could have quote unquote regional bubbles. And maybe you're only playing two or three games against one team. And then you go home for a week and see your family. You know, they're trying to find some way to really make this work. And you got to give them credit. But I think the NHL is also being smart by waiting this out and seeing what happens with the COVID-19 vaccine. Because if the vaccine really does start to help and everything, that could be a huge positive factor for not just the NHL, but for obviously everybody in general. Um, do I think it's likely that the vaccine is going to be 100% perfect? No. We already know it's about 90 to 95% good. There's still that 5% that it just could not work. And, you know, that's always difficult when there is that little bit of a risk, even if it's only 5%. So that's something. Uh, when it comes to this plan in general, the way it's going to go is this. The NHL and NHLPA will eventually come to an agreement and they'll have this whole plan out. Then they have to send it to the NHL's Board of Governors and the NHLPA's Executive Board. And if both of those sides agree to it, then it will be officially announced and they can proceed you know, as, you know, as they would like. And the other thing you have to take into consideration is that teams have guys playing overseas. We've talked about it before here. Guys like Jesper Boquist and Nick Merkley were recalled, but some of the other guys have not. And it's really a question of when do these teams start to recall these guys? I wouldn't be surprised the next 24 to 48 hours, teams start recalling guys left and right. Because if a deal is about to be announced, they want to make sure that these guys get back and they can start quarantining as soon as possible so they have less time quarantining and more time to you know get on the ice to start training camp and i think that's really one of the things that these these teams are going to be trying to do over the next couple of days it sounds like also that the cba agreement which was signed you know five six months ago prior to the start of the 2014 playoff looks like it's not going to be modified so we had talked about where the nhl was reportedly trying to get you know players to defer more money and also increase escrow. And the NHLPA just said, not going to happen. I did also hear that the NHL came back with another offer where they said, we'll ask you to defer like 5% more, but no escrow rising. And the NHLPA still said no. Then the NHLPA came back and they came up with their own ideas that were never reported what exactly they were. And the NHL said no. So it looks like the NHL and NHLPA agreed on the financial terms by basically just saying, forget it. Let's just keep what we have 
and let's move forward because we're trying to get a season started. So I think that's pretty much it. And I think that hurts the NHL, the NHL a little bit more than the NHLPA because, again, the owners are still not you know, going to make the money that they want to try to recover from the losses they've had because of COVID-19. But, you know, hopefully things can stay afloat and we can actually just get this season going because, again, there's also that new TV deal that the, that the NHL has to negotiate as well, whether that's with NBC or even ESPN or someone else, and they're going to have to look for it. I think they're going to have to look for the most lucrative deal they possibly can get where they can get a, a substantial amount of money so that they can try to regain some of this as we try to get fans back in to games down the road. So that's something to keep in mind. The NHL is also working on a similar plan that the NBA has made with its teams to help owners with cash flow. So they're trying to find out an idea. And, the, and what the NBA is doing, which they announced, I think, either yesterday or two days ago, that each NBA team will receive $30 million from the league to try to make up for some of the losses that these owners have gotten from COVID-19. It's not a lot, but anything can help is the way I look at it. And so I think the NHL wants to have a stimulus plan that's very similar to that. I don't know what other particulars that there are going to be when it comes to figuring out whether or not they can actually do it and you know who has to approve it and all the particulars like that. I do think the NHL doing something like that could work, but it all just depends on, you know a lot of other details with the finances and where the money's coming from and everything like that. So when you look at this whole situation and you look at the fact that the NHL is really starting to get things rolling here, it, it's, it's great. It, it's great. But the thing we have to remember and keep in mind is that if we start the season and let's say cases really get out of hand, you can't really put any blame on anybody other than just saying, look, there was pressure that they had to play and they couldn't afford to really lose, you know, a whole season. So the NHL is trying its best to be as, you know, careful as possible. They have a reputation that they want to continue to try to hold on to. Again, like I said, they were given a lot of credit throughout the sports world for not having a single reported positive test for two plus months while teams were in a bubble in Canada. I think it's more likely that we're going to get positive tests. We've already gotten some in places like the Columbus Blue Jackets and you know, Vegas Golden Knights. So we already know that's going to happen. We already knew that the cases were going to spike up. It's just a matter of, can we start to find a way with hopefully this vaccine and, and other things in particular, where we could start to shrink that and really starting to flatten the curve once again, so we can kind of control this for a couple months and just try to get through this, you know, somewhat NHL season. But I still think it's going to be a legit season. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. I do hope that more, you know, news comes out. I hope an announcement comes out soon. And, uh, you know, guys, we're very, very close to actually having an NHL season. So I think it's time to get a little bit excited if you're a hockey fan, and especially if you're a Devils fan, because we're, we're right there. And, you know, hopefully, you know, we'll, we'll see more progression over the next couple of days. What's going on, guys? It's your host, Neil Villapiano. Thank you so much for checking out this week's edition of the Devil's State of Mind podcast. If you want to continue to listen to these episodes, here's what you do. You go on your computer and you type in Hockey Podcast Network, and you can check out the website, hockeypodcastnetwork.org, where you can see all the logos for all the podcasts that we do. You'll see the Devil's logo, and you can click on that. You can also just check out all the other hockey podcasts that we have on this great network where we cover every single team in the NHL, and we have a bunch of other hockey podcasts 
along with those. So make sure you go check all of those out. We post new episodes every single Monday, and we also post them wherever you listen to podcasts. So whether that's Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts, just search Hockey Podcast Network or Devil State of Mind, and you will find it. If you want to follow us on social media, you can follow us on Twitter at Devil State, on Instagram at Devil State of Mind, and also on Facebook at Devil State of Mind. On all of those, I will post when the new episodes are up, as well as just interactions with you guys, the fans, as we talk about our team, the New Jersey Devils. And also in the bio of all of those social medias, we have a link to the Devil State of Mind website where there... You can just check out all the episodes and go directly to where we have them. You can bookmark it so you can just keep it and make it very easy for you. So please go check those out as well. Again, new episodes of the podcast every single Monday. If you want to listen to me just talk about more things that are going on in sports, not just in hockey, you can follow me on the Mofobo Network podcast, which is available on Anchor and Spotify, where every week we post new episodes on Tuesdays and Thursdays talking about the most up-to-date news in the wide world of sports. I also have a YouTube channel called Mofobo Network Presents. New videos come out every single Wednesday where just like on the podcast, we get a topic that we discuss that's going on right now in the wide world of sports. So go check me out on all those. Again, it's spelled M-O-F-O-B-O Network Podcast on Anchor and Spotify and M-O-F-O-B-O Network Presents on YouTube, where there you can just continue to listen to me talk about things that are going on in this great world that is the world of sports. You can follow me on my personal Twitter at T-H-E-N-V-P-S-H-O-W and my personal Instagram at N-V-P-Q-B-11. And last but certainly not least, go check out my book on Amazon and Barnes & Noble right now called J-E-T-S Pain, 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 which is about the pain and suffering of being a New York Jets fan. So if you're a Jets fan, a football fan, if you know someone who's one of those, or if you just want to support me, just go check that book out. It, it chronicles all the painful memories, painful games, painful player decisions, and everything else that evolves around the New York football Jets. So please go check it out. It's available for hardcover and ebook for the price of $19.69. And if you're a Jets fan or a football fan, you probably guessed why I chose that price. So thank you guys once again for checking out this edition of the Devil's State of Mind podcast. My name is Neil Bell Piano, and we will see you in the next episode. Everyone continue to be the awesome, amazing people that you are out there. Make sure that you're always helping out others. And one last thing, rock on.